Father, we just give you thanks that uh, you are here in the midst of us. I give you thanks, Lord God, that your spirit is working in us and through us and out of us. Father, I pray now that as we read your word that you would open our eyes to see and our ears to hear and our hearts to receive, Lord God, the good news that is, a, that's, that is your word. So we give you praise and glory and honor in this place tonight, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Revelation chapter 22. Pretty much tying it all together. Well, maybe we'll do some reading tonight. Bonnie, you want to read um, through verse 5? And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on other side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp, nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and he shall reign for ever and ever. Revelation chapter 22, verses 1-5, through 5, New King James Version. So in the millennial reign, there was also a river that flowed out from the throne of from the city of Jerusalem, um, and it healed the waters of the Mediterranean and the Dead Sea. I don't know if we talked about that, but this river is coming right from the throne of God, and going down the middle of the must be a main superhighway in the in the New Jerusalem in the city, going right down the middle of the street. And we now have the tree of life seen again. We saw it in the, um, in the uh, second chapter of Genesis in the Garden of Eden. And here we see it again in the, in, in, uh, the new city, new, new Jerusalem. And it will be there for all eternity. Um, You know, uh, some of this stuff is, is a little bit hard to completely understand. It seems like a lot of it is very straightforward. There's a tree, and it's got leaves, and it's got fruit. But then you read it again, and it's outside any of our expectations because this tree is on both sides of the river. I don't know if that means the branches are overhanging or if it's like popple trees and they all grow out from the same root and there's a grove of them on both sides. We don't know. We'll have to wait till we get there. Uh, it bears 12 fruits, uh, yielding its fruit every month. Some people will tell you that that means there's 12 different fruits on there and they're renewed every month. Others will tell you that it's 12 unique fruits that bear each month. And uh, I don't know, we'll figure that out when we get there. Um, and the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations. Well, why do the nations need to be healed? We're in eternity in the glory of God. So there are some that would say that that word should probably be more likely translated as for the well-being or for the, uh, uh, the good nature of the, of, the, of the nations, of the peoples. 
Um, but then we get to verse 3 and we got something really concrete. There shall be no more curse. And that we can all say hallelujah to. Because the curse came when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. Curse was placed on the ground, upon the seed, upon the earth. Upon, uh, yeah. And um, it's born that throughout all time. And now that curse has been lifted. And we see that there is the throne of God and of the Lamb. Of course, we're dealing with the Trinity, so there could be just a throne representing both, both God and, the, and Jesus. Um, it's, it's singular the way it's been translated. <clears throat> and his servants shall serve him, that's us, that's you and me, we will serve him throughout eternity. Um, in fact, his name will be on our foreheads. Those who haven't taken the mark on their foreheads and are in their hand will get God's name on their foreheads. They will belong to him. And again, it says there's no night because um, there's no need for a lamp or light of the sun for the Lord God gives them light. And they... That's you and me again, shall reign forever and ever. So, uh, there's a glorious, glorious time of coming. Um, so, we've got the river of life, we've got the tree of life, there's no more curse. Then, yeah, you know, we've read this whole thing, let's just keep reading. So, Joanne, you want to read um, 6 through 11? Then he said to me, These words are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Now I, John, saw and heard these things. And when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Then he said to me, See that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant, and of your brethren the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. And he said to me, Do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. Revelation chapter 22 Verses 6 through 11, New King James Version. John is continuing to hear words and language and see visions that are just basically awe inspiring in him. And the one saying these things to me for the most part of this is still the angel that has come to show him the New Jerusalem. And um, when, again, John hears the words coming from the throne and, and uh, hears the blessing, and, and we're going to talk about the blessings in a little, bit, a little bit yet in more detail, he falls down to worship. And um, the angel says to him, don't do that. See that you do not do that. I am just of your, one of your, you know, I'm a fellow servant of God. 
So worship God only. So we see that from the beginning through the book to the end, God and God only is to be worshipped. Not angels, not any created things, not anything made by the work of human hands, but God only is to be worshipped. Now if you remember, we did a little looking in the book of Daniel. And at the end of the book of Daniel, Daniel was told to seal up the words of this book because the time is not yet. The time is in the future. And so a lot of, um, or some of what Daniel wrote was sealed and not revealed to us directly. Um, But now John is told, do not seal the words of this prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Um, And so from the time of John to today, the church has been waiting expectantly for this time to come that this book of Revelation talks about. Um, and, and in essence, verse 11 is saying that this prophetic word is going to go out into the world, but there are going to be those who receive it and follow it and do it And there are those who are not, the unjust, the unholy, the filthy, the unrighteous. They're going to to do what they're going to do. One of the the, uh, things that, that I use as kind of a touchstone in dealing with different people um, in and out of the church is that well, out of the church primarily, is that the heathen are going to do what the heathen are going to do. You can't expect them to know and do things that the church has been taught and trained in. So you, sometimes you have to just extend a little grace until, they, you know, especially especially as it comes to new believers just coming into the into the church they can do some strange things <laughs> and at that point you got to just extend a little grace they haven't been taught they haven't been trained they're still babes and they need they need to be um, brought along <clears throat> austin let can you do 12 through 17 And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to give to every one according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life, and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come, and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Revelation chapter 22, verses 12 through 17, New King James Version. So I just want to point out... um four times that I've found in, these, in this chapter, the emphasis on coming, come. 
Verse 7, and, and I believe that's probably Jesus himself speaking. It says, Behold, I am coming quickly. Now again, the word quickly may be also translated, um, well, a lot of people that take that word, and it probably has other translations in, in, uh, in other, or it has other words used in other translations to mean that he's going to be coming soon. But you have to really think of that word as meaning when I come, I will come quickly. I, it will be in a short period of time. It will happen suddenly and it will be um, um, a very short time duration event when I come. So it doesn't necessarily, people ask, well, if he said he's coming soon, how come there's been 2,000 years? Well, it doesn't really mean soon. It means when I come, I will come quickly. I will come in haste. I will come in a very short time period. Um, but I wanted to point out the, the verses that say come. So verse 7 is the first one. Verse 12, and again, I believe this is um, Jesus speaking. It says, behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me. And... Um, and, uh, and I believe that that reward is, is the church and the saints and the bride who are coming out of heaven with him in that, to do that in that final battle. Uh, because it also says right there to give everyone according to his work. And we saw that the various judgments, there was the judgment um, when we get to heaven that where God hands out rewards to the saved. And we saw the, well, yeah, so. And, and there, well, so to give to everyone according to his work, the righteous will receive crowns of glory for their work. The unrighteous we saw at the great, at the throne of judgment, the great white throne of judgment. The books were opened that spoke about the deeds of the unrighteous, and they were judged according to their work. And um, so that happens several times. Then verse 17, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come. So again, that's you and I. Our prayer should be, Come, Lord Jesus. And let him who thirsts come. And that signifying come to the water that he can drink freely from. And then the last one, we haven't read it yet, but it's in verse 20. And it says, He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. So, a major emphasis here in this last chapter is Jesus is coming. And of course, if you look, you know, based on the verse in First um, Peter, First or Second Peter, I forget which one. You know, it says, "In the last days there will be scoffers that say, you know, where is the sign of his coming? Where, when is he coming? You know, it, you know, where is he? What, what's he doing up there?" Um, and they're scoffing. They're they're scoffing that well, Jesus is, you know, is he ever going to come back? Or, or is he 
ever going to come back. A lot of people today don't believe that he's going to come back. Um, but the emphasis here in the last book, in the last chapter in Revelation is, I am coming. Wait for it to happen. You know, be ready, be vigilant. I am coming. So, Peter's emphasis was, the scoffers will come, and we see them in abundance today. But the word from Revelation is, I am coming. And when it happens, it's going to be very quick, like a thief in the night. Exactly. Exactly. All right, well, since Randy is here, we're going to let him read the last section from 18 all the way to the end of the book. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 through 21. New King James Version. So we're given a warning down through the ages not to take away from this book, not to add to this book. And that's shared in other places in Scripture that God's words are meant to be God's words. We're not to add or take away from them in any sense. Um, then there is a consequence, severe consequence, for those who would do things like that. Um, which, of course, means that as a teacher, <laughs> we have to kind of pay attention to what God's word says because we don't want to be guilty of, of um, adding or taking away. Now, so we've talked about all these different, different interpretations of the book of Revelation. And I don't think that is adding or taking away. That is human beings sincerely striving with, with the word of God to understand it and to and to put it into a context that people can understand. But you still need to be very, very careful handling and dealing with the Word of God. Um, and at the end, John sums it up very, well, doesn't, he doesn't even sum it up. He just closes very succinctly. Um, what I'm told is that in verse 20, the amen is a Hebrew greeting or blessing or closure and the even so is a Greek so he's covering both bases the Hebrew and the, the Jewish reader and the, the Greek reader of, his, of this book and he gives a very common um, what's the word I'm looking for closing blessing benediction, benediction. thank you Randy I knew I liked having you around <laughs> very short benediction which he's used in some of his other books as well grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all Amen now I wanted to just share a couple of thoughts um, and it's on the paper so the first one is kind of right in the middle there I've got a table and I call it 
the beginning restored in the end. And it's pretty much a direct comparison from Genesis to Revelation. Comparing the Garden of Eden and the New Jerusalem that has been what I call paradise regained. So in Genesis, we had a river flowing out of Eden. In fact, we had four rivers. I can't say all their names. Flowing out of the Garden of Eden. And we see in the new heaven, in the new Jerusalem, we have the river of life flowing out from the throne of God throughout the city. In Genesis, we have the tree of life in the garden, which um, God had ultimately had to kick them out of the garden because they didn't, he didn't want them eating of the tree of life at that time in their sinful state and living forever in sin. But now we have the tree of life which is for our benefit and from which we can fearly eat the fruit and the leaves and uh, to our, to our well-being and to, to good things for all those who are in the city. In Genesis, before the fall, before the apple incident, we saw two people living in, in innocence and purity of heart and mind. And now, in the New Jerusalem, that has finally been restored. We have a restored humanity um, to a purity of life. And, and, and I, don't, I don't know that I want to call it innocence, but because we have seen God's work in, in for, for two to 3,000 years, and we understand better the ways of God, but we certainly are living in a purity of life, newness of life. We have been redeemed from the sin nature, and it is no longer a part of us. Well, in Genesis, in chapter 3, we saw that paradise was spoiled by sin, and now in the New Jerusalem, we have angels guarding the truly the pearly gates that will not allow sin to come in. In Genesis, we saw the sun and the moon and all of creation. But now it says we don't even need the sun anymore because God provides all the light for us in the New Jerusalem. In Genesis 3, we saw redemption promised after Adam and Eve sinned. And now we see in the New Jerusalem, we see that redemption fully realized. Um, we had a taste of it when Christ came. But there were so many promises yet to be fulfilled in the future from Christ's standpoint. The New Jerusalem, we finally see full redemption for the earth and for its people. And in Genesis, we saw Adam and Eve driven out of the garden. They were banished from paradise. In the New Jerusalem, we are promised that we, can we shall reign there forever and ever. So we will have the New Jerusalem as our eternal home. So I like the last state better than the first state. Just, I'm just saying. Then on the back side, I promised we'd talk a little bit more about the blessings 
Um, I don't know if we talked about it early on, but I think starting in the first or second chapter of Revelation, um, they call them Beatitudes, blessings. Um, and there was seven of them that they said we would find in the book of Revelation. Uh, of course, the most famous blessings are the, what we would call the Beatitudes in Matthew 5. But here are seven additional ones, and let's just take a look at them a little bit. The first one is early in chapter 1. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. So we kind of have bookends. Chapter 1 says the time is near. Chapter 22 says he's coming quickly. It's going to, it's soon. It, well, I'm sorry, use the wrong word. He's coming quickly. So who gets this blessing? All those who read and, he, and those who hear and those who keep this word in their lives, even today. Um, some of these blessings we can claim. Others are only for uh, those that are going through the tribulation and into, and into the millennial period. So the second one, we, we had to go all the way to chapter 14 for the next one. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. And this is specifically to those who are killed during the tribulation period. They were promised that they would have rest from their labors, but that their works are following after them and will be recognized and rewarded um, quickly. <laughs> um, in chapter 16, it says, Behold, I am coming as a thief. Now we see that theme echoed in Matthew 24, 25. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And if you remember that one, I told you the story about the, the temple, the priests in the temple. And uh, if they were found sleeping during the night watch, the, uh, the temple guard would um, strip them of their garments and uh, send them out the door <laughs> naked uh, for, for shame, for falling asleep. And, and so this is for those who vigilantly watch. And what are we watching for? We're watching for the coming of the Lord. So there is a blessing for those who vigilantly watch. Then in um, chapter 19, it says, Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And who gets that blessing? Those attending the marriage supper of the Lamb. And of course, as the bride of Christ, we will be there. So we can claim that blessing, but not till the future. Chapter 20, Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Okay? So that blessing specifically goes to those who are resurrected at the beginning of the millennial period. That's primarily the tribulation saints, those who have been killed and died during the tribulation. 
Um, 22, we've got chapter 22, we saw it, we read two of them. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Well, I think we can claim that one. I said those who keep and live by and for the prophetic message found in this book of Revelation. Um, one, of the, one of the key verses that I think we should all take a hold of, uh, we read in... 20 or 21 that says prophecy of Jesus oh I didn't write this down if anybody can kind of quote it go ahead basically the message of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy I think that's pretty close so um so this message, remember, what is the revelation of? It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. And um, it's a prophetic word because I believe that it deals with future things. But it lets us speak to um, Jesus Christ. It, the whole book is about Jesus Christ. And his soon and coming ruling and reigning over this earth. And as well as, of course, it, ends, it, ha it answers the question, well, what is our ultimate destiny? Well, our ultimate destiny, destiny for those who are followers of Christ is to live in eternity with God and with Jesus in that glorious city. And then the second one in the last chapter of the book, it says, Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. So those who faithfully obey God's commandments, and I think we can claim that one today. Um, we can claim that as a blessing, that if we faithfully obey God's commandments, we can claim that blessing. So that was just kind of a couple of summary items, tables, comparisons, contrasts between the book, the first few chapters of Genesis and the last chapters and the, and the last chapter of, of Revelation. And then just one more look at the blessings that the book of Revelation promises us. And you know, and you got to start with that very first one. Blessed is he who reads and he who hears and he who keeps those things which are written in it. That applies to all of us. We can do that. And we've just done it. We've read it. We've heard it. And we can go out and keep it every single day. So we can claim that blessing for our own. I will admit this has been a work of labor and love. I love this word. But it's been a hard it's it's been it's been hard. Um, it took a lot of digging, a lot of work, and I'm sure I didn't get it all right. <laughs> so I do appreciate your um, faithfulness and, and sticking with us here through the Book of Revelation. So thank you all who have been with us through this journey. It's been a good journey.